Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Injury Team podcast brought to you by Guys Trip. Are you planning a golf trip, bachelor party, sporting event trip, or just need a weekend getaway with the guys? Guys Trip plans your entire trip, and they'll save you up to 30% off retail pricing for rental homes, transportation, golf, nightlife, and so much more. Visit guystriplive.com and use the code FIT, F-I-T, for an additional 10% off your fee. Guys trip, just show up. And Tom, this year, the Super Bowl couldn't really be better in Vegas. Guys, 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 use guys trip or girls, whoever's listening out there. Everybody could use guys trip playing a little Vegas, a uh, little Vegas action for the Super Bowl. Hit those guys up. And uh, how many times can I use the word guys in this segment, Tom? But it's guys trip. That's what I, we're here for. <laughs> I think you're at like 16 already. Let's see what you can do. The over under for the show is nine and a half. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, <laughs> Todd, we are flying through the NFL season. It's been, uh, as always, man, full of surprises, both good and bad. How are you feeling heading into week four, Tom? What's going on with you? I think the word that would describe me best is indifferent, as boring as that is. So on one end, end of the spectrum, my Eagles are 3-0. and And the interesting thing there is if you watch their games, they're not even playing well. No. They're still winning. My home league fantasy team, awful. Everything's going wrong, including Nick Chubb. Um, but some of my other leagues are doing really, really well. So I'm very indifferent. But I think, as always, and just like everybody else, you have that one league that you care about so much. You could sit on GameCast, ESPN, watch the games. There'll be weeks in my past where I'm 6-1, and one, and the loss is my, home, my big home league. And I'm like, you know what? Wasn't a good week. We care about that the most, as always. But listen, at least you have a good football team. You're not a New York Giants fan. Love the Giants. Uh, don't love how they're playing, Tom. And I don't love how my fantasy team is playing right now either, except really the Vampire and the one-on-one -on -one league. But we'll talk about that stuff a little bit later. But a lot of stuff to get through today, Tom. So we have injury updates. we got 15 guys to talk about. And, of course, other guys we monitor and, and take a look at throughout the week. We've got our sleeper picks, Tom, and the Vampire Diaries. And that'll be it for today's show on uh, on Wednesday here. What game is tomorrow, Tom? Tomorrow we have the... Oh, a good one. Detroit and Green Bay. I'm really looking forward to that one. And we've got... I think we'll be talking about three guys involved in that game tonight. So that should that should be a really good one. All right. Perfect to have this drop tonight. And you guys listening uh, Wednesday night real later or Thursday morning. But as always, we thank you guys for being here. So, Tom, let's hit it. Let's go to our main, uh, main segment and we will continue, Tom. This is what we do with the Fantasy Injury Team to give our listeners that little edge over their opponents with our data and our expert analysis from you, Tom, the doctor of physical therapy. Why don't you tell us, because we talked a little bit about the level of concern last week, and we were both low. And listen, the Bengals came out with a win. Very good. They're, they're lucky they're not 0-3. But Joe Burrow, Tom, is he healthy? Uh, is he weighed down by the, the calf injury here? What do you think, man? Because something just does not look right for him. No, he, he's not right at all, and it's probably because of this calf injury. Like we talked about last week, when, and I, th I think you misspoke there. We, our, our level of concern was high. Our ex expectations for him were low, but, and, and it's all because of the calf injury. Like it's his leg that he pushes off of for throw power. So if you don't have your full power then from the legs, then you've got to improvise by using more arm, using more torso, whatever, which is not what he typically does. So his throwing pattern is hindered by this and it's showing in a stat line. Like he's not playing well at all. Like I said last week, I think we need to sit him until he shows that he can be the Joe Burrow that we know. And that may be this week, but it also may not be for a couple more weeks. I'm not going to risk my quarterback getting me six fantasy points <laughs> by putting him out there when no. there's a lot. There's a lot of guys in the waiver wire who are playing well. We've got Jordan Loves. We've got Brock Purdy's who could you could easily get 18 to 20 points out of that won't win you the week, but they won't they won't kill your week. It's not going to be flashy, but it's not going to be like you said, Joe Burrow. And no, I did mean what I say. I think I just said it the wrong way. We said our level of concern for the Bengals as a whole was low. But yeah, you yes, mentioned yes, last yes. week, like you were kind of ahead of the curve telling people probably don't play Burrow. Heck, I'm in two leagues, which is ridiculous to even think about that. Two of my seven or eight leagues, people are dropping Burrow. Now, I wouldn't say that's crazy. go that far because, you, you, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He just has to have time to get right. I mean... Again, man, the Bengals are lucky they're not 0-3. They're 1-2. At least they got a win. 
do you see a world? I mean, what? it's such an impossible question, Tom, but would you, if it was up to you, would you sit him for a week or two just to try to get him oh, right? Yeah. So that is that, I, I don't are understand you, why you, they're not doing that. Why not sit, not fantasy wise, I'm talking okay, here okay. NFL wise. Why not sit him for a week or two? Are they just scared to, they don't want to give anything up? I mean, what do you think? I mean, this, it's, again, he just doesn't look like himself. He needs time, no. I think. Well, he even said the risk was going 0-3. So it's clearly right. situational. If they were 2-1, and 3-0, they may sit him for a little bit to, to let him get right. But, you know, it's one of those situations where there's no right answer because you sit him and you lose. Oh, you should have played him. You play him and he hurts it more. Oh, you should have sat him. Unfortunately, there just isn't concrete 100% black and white he's ready to play or he's not ready to play testing that doesn't exist there is a lot of stuff we can look at like range of motion strength power outputs etc that can guide the decision to return to play or not but at the end of the day I mean he's so competitive too it's going to take a lot to say hey you can't play sure for someone like Joe Burrow Um, if I were them I would I would probably rest him, especially since you just got a win. You're you're in the win column now, and we know how hot this team can get. Even if he sits a couple weeks, they can rattle off four, five, six consecutive wins. Um, but it's a really tricky, tricky situation. A lot of gray area, and that's why you're here with us, Tom. But so far, man, Joe Burrow, just a passer rating of 66 through three weeks and Fantasy-wise, quarterback number 30. So, again, I wouldn't go as far as dropping him. I think that's crazy. I'm trying to claim him in those leagues that he was dropped. But like Tom said, evaluate your quarterback situation, right? Don't throw him back out there to get you five, six, seven, eight, nine points. And God forbid he even gets pulled from the game at some point because of the injury. So throw a guy in there. That will be consistent for you. Doesn't have to be a stud, major upside play. I would be safe. But with the other guys, I mean – you can't get too cute, though. You can't sit Chase. You can't sit Higgins. Mixon, of course, like you're going to play him. Don't get crazy. But even for this week, Tom, just to, to finish off with Burrow, another lowly projected game. They play Tennessee. Uh, they're always a scrappy defense, only projected 41 points total in this game. So I'm trying to stay away from Burrow. But again, you can't sit your studs and the other options. Moving over to Derek Carr. So he sprained a C joint. That is a shoulder injury, Tom. And <laughs> why don't you tell us more about that for Derek Carr? Yes, so AC stands for acromioclavicular. There's a piece of the shoulder blade called the acromion, and then your clavicle is your collarbone. So the AC joint is really the junction of where the shoulder meets the torso. And it's it's designed to move to some degree, controlled motion in that joint. It's not a massive motion, but it is does need to move when the shoulder moves, like throwing a football. So with this type of injury, there's... A number of different grades. Typically, we see grades one through three. With this injury, there's actually one through six. Grades one and two respond well to conservative care and rehab. Grade three, kind of hit or miss if rehab is going to work for a surgery. Anything beyond a grade three is going to need surgery. We know he's not getting surgery. This is a grade one or two injury. So with that, he needs to get the swelling down. He needs to get the range of motion back and regain strength of that shoulder which I do not believe will happen in one week. I do not believe he's going to play this week. I don't think he even thinks he's going to play this week. Um, Now, the challenge is going to be when he does come back. We know this is a guy who's played through a fractured back before. We know he's a tough dude. The challenge is going to be, is he going to return before his shoulder's really ready from a production standpoint? It's his throwing shoulder, so every time he throws the ball, this injury is going to get stressed. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to get worse with throwing, but a bad hit could certainly make it worse. But whenever your shoulder's hurting, that could certainly impact power and accuracy. So whether Carr plays this week, which I doubt he will next week or the week after, I would expect a dip in his production in that first game back and being a guy who in in one QB leagues, we're probably not starting anyway. He may be one of those quarterbacks that somebody who stashes two QBs have, has. You may want to lean to the other guy whenever Carr does return. In two QB leagues, 
he may still be startable when he plays simply because there's going to be 24 quarterbacks that are started. There's not a whole lot else. And there's probably none on the waivers. Um, it'll really just depend if you have three quarterbacks on your roster, who your other guy is, but definitely not expecting much from Carr this week and a dip in production whenever he does return. Fair enough. Well said. And another thing to add, Saints are two and one, right? They could play it a little bit more conservatively. And, you know, you know, at the helm, Tom, waiting just to chuck the ball down the field is Jameis Winston. So, I mean, in terms of Derek I, Carr, I would love a couple <laughs> Jameis games. Listen, it's it might be better for the wide receivers because the wide receivers don't have to worry about the interceptions for a fancy output, right? Like they don't just one guy at a time, right? Olave. I mean, he's basically quarterback proof. I'm not calling him Devontae Adams, but you're going to play Olave. It could impact Thomas maybe a little bit, but again, that's if Derek Carr plays, right? If Derek Carr doesn't play, I almost look at it like it's going to be the same thing. They're going to open it up. You know, they're two and one. They're even favorites to win this week, even without Carr likely playing, right? Um, you know, a little frustrating game. Tom, we talked about Rashid Shahid had a return touchdown, but not a really good game right there. I expect him to have a little bit of a bounce back here, just such a speedster, but Backfield, Tom. I know. I know you like Kendra. Not so much of a good game for no, really their he entire did, he backfield. Disappointed man. me. Yeah, he let me down last week. Nine for thirty-four. Tony Jones Jr. Eight for uh, thirty-one. I think Taysom Hill four for twelve. I mean, it doesn't get easier this week. Bucks have a pretty good defense, so that run game I'm worried about. But I think those guys you could probably still float Michael Thomas in there as a flex and Olave. Not much to worry about there with Derek Carr. But we will continue to look at that. And Tom, would you say he's a, a two, right? Or one, a grade two out of six, you said you think he is, or one they're, or two? They're not going to tell us, but if he's not getting surgery, it's either a grade one or two. Okay. So things look a little bit optimistic despite him being hurt. Anthony Richardson, concussion uh, protocol, but he looks like he's back at practice. Is he all systems go, you think, if he's back? Yeah, full practice today. That makes it very likely that he plays this week, and we already know that he will be getting a starting job back. So he's, he's looked really good, from at least from a fantasy standpoint. Um, so expect him to be back on the field this week. He's the man there. Colts last week, even without him, uh, impressively beating the Ravens in overtime who just look, they're like one of the worst two and one teams I've ever seen. I don't even want to talk about them right now, but Tom, the only player in the NFL with eight or more catches in all three games is Michael Pittman looking like a major value. I passed on that dude everywhere. I was like, you know what? Richardson rookie. I don't know if he's going to be able to throw the ball and sustain it. He's peppering him, man. Mike Pittman looking like a, pr a pretty big steal so far this year, and, and Richardson himself looking like a steal. And Zach Moss. How about him? Oh, my goodness gracious. And I just saw something about JT, how he's saying, I mean, we knew this, but now he's coming out and just clearly saying, I don't want to play for the Colts anymore. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. He could possibly be traded. We'll see how that goes. I made a bet with, I think, one of my friends. I was like, no way. The Colts are going to win. I think they're over-under with six or something. Not looking good so far. Two wins already here, three games through the season. Anthony Richardson, man, I'm surprised, impressed with him, and, and they got to win without him, which is even better. Jimmy G, uh, another guy, concussion protocol. He had decent week last week doing his thing, game managing, right? 28 for 44, a couple touchdowns. Did throw three picks, though, but what is it looking like for him this week? Not uh, as good of news as with Richardson. So Jimmy did not practice Wednesday. So that's going to make it tough for him to be ready to pass through the NFL's five-stage concussion protocol by Sunday. Um, I will obviously keep an eye out. But as of now, I would not anticipate him being ready this week. Tom, remember preseason when people were making up stories about how, you know, Jimmy G's there now. Devontae Adams, second-round pick. Take him late. I tried to tell you guys. You try to tell us, Tom. He is an absolute savage. He's a beast. He's, st he's still the best. I don't know why people doubted him. Tom, 13 for a buck 72 and two touchdowns. Oh, by the way, on 20 targets. Yep, that's 2-0. Which, by the way, we'll, targets? 20 Holy targets. Moly. 20 targets. You just pepper him in the ball. And obviously, you're going to play him. But even we talked about week one, Jacoby Myers, he's not going to impress you or in your fantasy lineup or even overly on the field. He's a guy to roster, and he's a guy you could stick in the flex. He continues to be that high floor type of guy. He was seven for 85. He had 12 targets himself, so he continues to be a good supplemental piece both in, in real life for this offense and, and for your fantasy football team. So that's a name to keep an eye on. But Adams, what a stud. Speaking of studs and guys that love fantasy football, I don't even have him anywhere except my one-on-one league, but I'm hoping Eckler comes back, man. 
sprained ankle, hoping to be back this week. ESPN, I mean, who knows what they know, Tom? I trust you wholeheartedly more than what they're saying right now. No offense, I like, but whatever. Uh, they have they haven't projected for points this week. Uh, is he going to play, Tom? That's the hope. Well, he did return to practice today in a limited capacity. Uh, he's one that we will be all over monitoring throughout the week because it's probably going to come down to being a game time decision. But we got to keep in mind it's likely based off the videos, although they haven't officially announced it, it's likely a high ankle sprain. So with that, you have some issues, potential issues with stability of the ankle as the two shin bones, the tibia and the fibula are, are separated from one another. So even if he plays, we could expect some impact on his explosiveness and his production there. And I believe their, their buy is week five. So if there's any speculation on is Eckler really ready to go, he's definitely going to be at a higher re-injury risk. We know that an ankle sprain renders a player 26% or there's a 26% chance that he's going to re-sprain it based off the medical literature but obviously the longer you wait in rehab that percentage is going to go down so in my in my head i'm like why the hell would they not just rest him this week then get the bye week come back week six ready to ball out but they they may be thinking about it differently um and they may put him back in there this week and if he does play he still got to start him, obviously, because he's such a beast, but I just wouldn't expect the typical Eckler production that we're used to. Um, so this will definitely be one that I'm all over throughout the week. My big concern here would be not even the fact that he might not play, but something like you said, he comes in and maybe he's limited, right? And what I think the beauty about Eckler is, is I think you'll be able to find social media on him where he is just blatantly honest with us. And he says, yeah, guys, listen, <laughs> I have me on my fantasy team. Eckler, I'm going to I'm be on a snap count this week. He'll That's the best about him. He'll tell you everything, but we're hoping that he's back. And it's just, again, something to keep a close eye on. And I don't like to be a quitter, but I'm quitting Josh Kelly in, in two of the leagues. I put him in. I was like, you know, I, I said, couple weeks. I said two weeks ago, he was a must start and I stand by it for the moment. Right. Like at that time, I was like, yeah, he's going to fill in. He'll at least do something. Last or two weeks ago, no good. Last week, man, uh, eleven carries for twelve yards. He's not getting it done. I don't. I don't know if you could blame the team in the offensive line because I don't know if I've seen Eckler have a line like that before. So I'm not playing Kelly this week. There's no way I'm risking it. Can he go off? Sure. I'm sure he could have a good week if Eckler doesn't play. But I can't. I can't do that again. Having one or two points and in ruining my week like that. All right, Tom. Next up is another running back. Running backs uh, in a line here. We have Kareem Hunt. First came back last week. He has ribs and groin injuries. Why don't you tell us about that? What's going on? Yes. So two separate injuries. Neither appear to be too serious as it sounds like they're expecting him to play, but he did not practice today. Uh, let's talk about the ribs first. Obviously, they, the ribs take up a large portion of our torso. And whenever you're playing a violent sport like football, they are exposed to getting hit, getting smushed and, and whatnot. So, it comes down to a pain tolerance thing here a lot of times. Um, it also depends where on the rib the injury is because big, 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 powerful muscles like the lats, the pecs, the obliques attached to various parts of the ribs. So whenever those muscles are engaged, which with running, they all are. With turning, they all are. Um, that can be painful. Also, just breathing, the inhalation, exhalation. The ribs move a lot when we run our respiration rate increases. So really a pain tolerance thing there with the rib standpoint. Uh, from the groin, the groin is one of those muscles that's really involved with keeping us stable on one leg, like when you're running, when you're cutting. The good news is the groin is obviously on the inside of the leg. And when we cut, we predominantly use the outside of the hip muscle. So it's a little bit less involved in athletics than, than we would typically think. And that's why we really don't see any dip whatsoever and running back fantasy production in their first game after a groin injury. Um, so all things considered, we'll, we'll keep an eye on how he progresses throughout the week. But if he plays, I'm not really expecting these injuries to hinder his production too much. Would you in any desperate world play him? Obviously, depending on your roster construction, but he... Oh, funny. You ask, <laughs> please don't it... tell me you have to. In my league that I lost Chubb, I was I was outbid on Jerome Ford. 
So I was not able. Oh, to we were talking about that. You didn't win that bid. No. So I had to start Kendra Miller last week. That right. didn't go well. I'm currently uh, negotiating a trade for Kareem Hunt, and I'll have to start him. I have no choice. You're trading for Kareem Hunt. What are you? What are you giving the guy? Uh, possibly Jamison Williams. Okay. If the team is in a good spot to uh, right now, they have a couple wins under their belt. They want to wait and and. Yeah. See him break out, sure. I don't I don't love it, but I need to win and I need to win now. And Kendra Miller or Samaje P. Ryan, I don't believe we're gonna get it done. And and I don't even know that Kareem Hunt will either, but I think he's a minor upgrade to both of them. Oh, Lord save you, Tom. I still without a doubt, I'm sorry you didn't get Ford. I undoubtedly prefer Ford for the rest of the season. Oh, even though he didn't sure. have much of a good week last week. He was 10 for 18. Did have two catches and a score, 33 yards, but man, I'm I'm feeling uh, remorseful. Is that the word? I'm feeling sad. Take I'm that. feeling, uh, you know, for anybody like Tom that has to start Kareem Hunt this week, I'm not feeling it. And real quick, Tom, those were obviously when he signed with the team last week or whatever it was, he didn't have these. So these were just game yes. injuries yes. from, you know, could just yep. be something he's, he's getting work back in there. Right. How about the New York Giants running back, who looks like he still could be out for a while, Saquon Barkley, high ankle sprain, and still, again, unlikely to play this week. When can we expect him back? Do you have an idea, Tom, for Saquon? What do you think? Well, with high ankle sprain, running backs average missing two and a half games. So he it sounds like he's progressing well, but we're not really expecting him to play this week. So that would be two games missed. So it's certainly possible that he could return in week five, but there is a range here. So the average is two and a half, but it ranges from zero games missed to six games missed. So it can sometimes be hard to decipher here, but it does sound like he's doing better. I would expect that if he doesn't play this week, he'll probably push to play next week. Um, again, same analysis on Eckler with these high ankle sprains. There's usually a little bit of a separation of the tibia and the fibula, making the ankle a little less stable. Now with rehab, with taping, et cetera, they can mitigate that and, and make those bones a little more congruent as long as it's not too severe of an injury. So we certainly could see a little bit less explosion from Barkley when he does return um, and a little bit higher of a re-injury risk. But as far as long-term rest of season goes, I mean, he's still... He's Saquon Barkley. Like you're not getting rid of him off your team because of this injury. You're going to ride it out until he's ready to go, and it may take a week or two before he gets back up to his peak self. But he should get there. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. I don't disagree with anything you just said, but if I'm a Barkley owner, what I might do is if I'm in a desperate spot and I need wins, I know you said ride it out, but if he's not going to play for two or three weeks. Why not go look at a team that's in your league that's maybe three and oh, two and one that's feeling good? Try to get something maybe. I know it's crazy to think about trading your first round pick in Barkley. Maybe try to get somebody that will help you out right now. I mean, I'm Tom, I might be one of the most pessimistic Giants fans in the world. I mean, we're one and two playing the Seahawks, which by the way is a pick 'em on Monday night. Really interesting. But if the Giants keep losing, that's another concern. It's a real thing, guys. I know you don't want to hear it, but the Giants are one and six, two and seven. Why they're going to rush their superstar back, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about contracts for days, but that's my little take on it. And I hope he does come back because he's one of the most special talents we've seen. But with the Giants, guys, I watch them obviously every single week. Don't play anyone. <laughs> just don't do it. Just do not play anyone on that team. You can, Well stated. That's it. You just don't do it. You don't get cute. I told you last week, don't play Breida. Don't play Brightwell. Just don't. Do, play Kareem Hunt, for God's sake, over these guys. But – one guy you can play, I guess, is Darren Waller. Tom, so far, three weeks of the season, Darren Waller, half-point PPR. Yeah, not good. 5.1 Darren Waller. Then next week, to, uh, week two, 10.6. Week three, last week, 3.5. So 5.1, 10.6, 3.5. Guess what tight end he is. What do you think he ranks on tight end? Uh, tight end? 17. Yeah, that's good enough for tight end eight this year. Wow. <laughs> tight end, man, it's a oh, joke. Oh, my. He's tight end eight with a five one ten six three five. It's unbelievable, but you could still play Waller unless you somehow got better options. We'll talk about maybe Laporta later if you got him. Throw him in, but I don't think many teams have a plethora of tight ends. Just like many teams don't have a plethora of running backs. And Tom, they might not know what to do here with Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon and those guys. So Aaron Jones still dealing with a hamstring. Hasn't this is another guy, man? Hasn't played in two weeks. 
still only play one game, still the RB24. <laughs> it's just crazy. He had that one massive week. I don't think anybody else in this backfield is really capable. I mean, Jordan Love leading the Packers here, two and one, but can we expect Jones back? Well, we'll see. He's truly questionable for tomorrow night's game. The good thing is it's the first game of the week, so if he doesn't play, yeah, just take him out of your lineup. It's a hamstring injury. We saw him injure it on that 30-something yard touchdown catch he had in week one. And as we've talked about on the show, it takes really the top end speed for that hamstring to really get stressed. I mean, of course, it's working with any kind of running, but at the top flight speed, like on a 30, 40-yard touchdown run, that's when the hamstring really gets strained. So because of that, we don't really see running backs get to that top speed on every play. So we don't actually see any dip in fantasy production for running backs when they return from a hamstring injury. No dip in snap rate either. If Jones is playing tomorrow, which you'll know because it's the first game of the week, you start him. If he's not playing, well, it's as simple as you take him out. And you put him on your IR and you pick up, like you said the other week, you pick up someone random that even if you stash him on your bench just as, to hope that they go off. Um, so while his his status is still in the air, it's at least an easy decision since it's the first game of the week. Well said. I'm glad it makes an easy decision. And we have to just reiterate it. I'm going to go over it again because there's so many people that don't do it. If one of your players is out, put them on IR and pick up a backup running back. It's a cheat code. You're probably going to hit one out of every 20 or 25 times. When you do hit, again, it could be Rico Dowdle from the Cowboys. It could be Sean Tucker from the Bucks. It could be any of those guys. Could have you been just Jerome Ford. Go for it. It could have been Jerome Ford. Take, take a flyer. Go for it. You drop them after they get 1.2 points in the week, and you call it a day. All right, Tom. On to the Gus bus, Gus Edwards, who another guy, a lot of concussions this week. Again, football, a violent freaking sport, man. But what's his status or level in the concussion protocol? Yeah, there, I think we've got like five or six concussions on the list today. Uh, he, Edwards, practiced in full, so that gives him a good opportunity to, be, to clear the protocol and be ready to go this week. Easy enough. And I mentioned the Ravens. They are 2-1, and one, but, man, I have implications like crazy. I have their defense. I got Andrews. I got Lamar, and I'm watching them, and they just don't look good. One of the worst 2-1 and one teams to start I've seen, but, listen, they're 2-1. and one. <laughs> just lost at home to uh to who tom to gardner Minshew. Huh? gardner still... my guy because you still th- i still think you look like gardner Minshew. we're gonna have to get a side-by-side guy i would i i will take that all day long he's a handsome man guys a stud i'll give it to you and in the ravens backfield this week guys it's gonna be again a weird mix you're gonna see Mel- melvin gordon man 10 cat not that he did well but got 10 carries right uh, Kenyon drake had a carry you had gus getting in there and Again, with no more J.K. Dobbins, you had Lamar starting to run the ball a little bit more, ran 14 times for 101. I would expect that to continue. Hopefully, Lamar does not get injured, knock on wood, for that reason. But I could see him moving the ball a little bit more, running the ball a little bit more. But Gus Edwards wanted to keep an eye on. Tom, quick uh, ad read here, quick break for our friends at SeatGeek. We're thrilled to be partnering with these guys, man. Go use their code. We got codes all over the place for you guys. Go see your favorite teams. Go see your fantasy stars, whatever you want in action. Use the promo code INJURYFANTASY for $20 off your purchase. Works for everything, guys. $20 off your purchase. SeatGeek Injury Fantasy is your promo code. And on to a couple left, Tom. David Montgomery, thigh injury. He has been limited so far this week. What do we got on him? Yes, so if we remember when he got injured, he said himself he'll probably be out a few weeks. So far, he's been out one week. When we hear reports of a thigh injury, that's pretty much always a quad injury. So we're going to roll with that. Think about how involved the quad is in running and cutting and stopping and starting. It's super involved in that. It's one of the stronger muscle groups and more powerful muscle groups we have. So even if he does suit up tomorrow, I would not expect him to be 100%. Um, He's been limited in practice. And we see about a uh, 10% re-injury rate with quads and a 16% drop in fantasy production for running backs. So he's, I understand the running back landscape sucks. So if, if he does play and, and you have no choice, sure, you can play him. But if you're in a fortunate situation where you've got a couple guys to pick through, I would consider leaving Montgomery on the bench this week if he does suit up tomorrow night. Um, simply because... It, it's unlikely that he's 100%, but 
we see this average decline in, in production for running back 16%. That's not nothing. Um, and I just think they want to keep working Gibbs a little bit more. So I'm a little bearish on Montgomery this week if he plays. I'm with you as well, 100%. Dude, Jameer Gibbs, he's just going to keep showing out slowly but surely. He hasn't done much in the receiving game yet, and that is where his real, real strength is. So I'd expect that to just continue to grow and continue to improve. I think he's taken the job already. I know that might be an overstatement. might be a little bit dramatic. 17 carries last week, 80 yards. That's a rock-solid 4.7 yards per carry. Tom, in an offense that I want parts of, right? We want this Lions offense that can move the ball and again, I, I know he's going to add more in the receiving game. So I think Gibbs, even when Montgomery does come back, you're going to see a lot more Gibbs, even on early downs. You're probably going to get your Montgomery, you know, first down carries and maybe some goal line. But I think Gibbs is going to continue to take step forwards. And then Tom, Sam Laporta, suddenly a must-start tight end, man. He's tight end two right now. And your prediction for a rookie tight end finishing in the top 10 is looking good. How about top two? How are you feeling Dude, about he's that? He's amazing. He just, he just looks the part and fits that offense so well. He looks good. A lot of studs. Him, Luke Musgrave. Who's the other guy? Mayor, Meyer, Mayor. He's Kincaid. King, oh, Kincaid. Kincaid hasn't been great. I, yet. I think his day's coming, though. I mean, he's last week he didn't get a lot of targets, but the first two weeks he had an okay target share. He's on the field a bunch. I think his time's coming. They like to spread the ball. Tough to pick one guy besides Stefan Diggs from that offense, but yeah, he's super talented as well. So is Debo Samuel. He's our uh, current wide receiver six in fantasy football, half-point PPR. But, Tom, he's dealing with a rib injury, which he suffered Thursday against the Giants. What can you tell us about Debo? Yes, again, so we talked about ribs a little while ago with Kareem Hunt, but basically they're obviously involved in breathing. When you breathe in, the ribs expand. When you breathe out, they contract. With running, the lat muscles and the pecs, which are really powerful and pumping your arms, they attach right on the ribs. The obliques attach on the ribs, which help rotate us. And then, of course, just getting hit a lot of times, it's in the ribs. So this is really a, we know it's not a fracture. That was ruled out. So this is really a pain tolerance thing with Debo. And there's not a whole lot of dudes in this league that are tougher than Debo. No. So <laughs> no. if he if he's able to suit up, I'm not expecting this to hinder his production at all. We just saw DK Metcalf have a really nice game last week after dealing with a rib injury. Speaking of real tough guys, my God. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> ribs don't so, bother these massive human beings. Like, they're good. Roll out yeah, there. Well, they got a lot, of, a lot of muscle to protect it, I guess. It's true. Um, but yeah, another one that I'll be tweeting and, and putting out videos throughout the week to provide updates, but I don't think this is going to impact him too much. Go to Tom's Twitter at Fantasy Injury T. Put those notifications on and see what Tom's got for you, man. Might drop some stuff right before the games, but super helpful resource. And Tom Debo Samuel, man, ultra consistent. Another guy really honestly didn't have many shares of. He was really inconsistent last couple of years, but this year so far... And his targets are rising, 7, 9, and 12. Plus, of course, he gets two, three, four of those end-arounds, rushing plays, his potential to find the end zone on any play. You got Niners, man. They've just they've just mastered. I mean, Niners and Shannon, they've just mastered football. Like, they just keep it. It's simple, but it's effective. They just, You know where the ball's going. You're going to get McCaffrey 20, 22 times a game. You know you got to guard Kittle and Ayuk, hopefully, when he's back, and Debo, but they just get it done. Mr. Relevant. Another tough team to beat there, man. The 49ers are fantastic, and they're fun to watch, too. And Tom, what would make it more fun is if Brandon Ayuk was there, too. He had a shoulder injury missed last week. Is it looking – now, this was their game was Thursday, so hopefully more time to rest, but is he looking better for this week? Another one that we're just going to have to keep monitoring throughout the week, but if he does play, I'm not expecting this to hinder him too much unless we get any hints that he may be on a reduced snap rate. So that's something that we see with these shoulder injuries that is there. You can see the data on fantasyinjuryteam.com. We do see a decline of about 10 to 15% snap rate for receivers when they return. So if we think about this being a shoulder injury, it's not going to impact Ayuk's ability to run cut, run routes, get open, jump, etc. The only potential would be, is it going to limit his shoulder range of motion to reach up and make a catch? They're not going to put him out there if he can't reach up to make a catch. The concern would be, you know, if he falls on the injury or on the shoulder hard again, it can make the injury worse. So that's probably why teams 
will hold the players back a little bit when they return from this injury. But for how good he is and for how high upside he is, the potential reduction in snap rate is not enough to scare me off from starting him if he's going to play. Got off to a scorching start, too. I think he's a must-play, looking really good for that you know fifth, sixth, seventh round, wherever you got him. Three guys left here. Next is Jalen Waddell, and we could... <laughs> I don't even know if I want to talk about the Dolphins, but I guess we have to. Tom. Seven, 70 points, the most in a football game for a team since 1966. They did it without Jalen Waddle, another guy, unfortunately, in the concussion protocol. I don't even want to know what the hell they're going to look like with him back, but what do you think? Is he going to be back this week? It looks like it. He practiced in full today, so that puts him in line to be able to clear the protocol and play, and my goodness, this team is just outrageous right now like they, they had two guys have four touchdowns the other day i have never seen that happen i don't know if that ever has happened that was incredible I, I was mad watching them i was jealous i was playing against raheem mostert so you could picture how i was looking after the first touchdown all right two oh my two three and brit's like who's this guy fourth touchdown okay turn the tv off of course i turn it back on shortly after but my god raheem mostert going <laughs> you didn't off actually it, turn it off i did no i did no, i you do that. did it I, I could sometimes act like a like a little baby. No, I can say a baby, but I'm like, I'm not watching football anymore. I'm done. And then I go in the kitchen, get something to eat, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put the football back on. <laughs> it's this like a three, was, it's like a three minute hiatus where I like give up it, and then all right. This fine, was like the back. only game on red zone. Like every five yeah. seconds, Hanson's like, Oh, back to Miami. It's crazy. I just didn't want to watch it anymore. But H chain, listen, A chain, everybody talked about him, had a great week at temper expectations. A little bit, right? Agreed. I think he's, I, I, I think I think he's awesome. Fine, he's fast, good. Got a lot of that, of course, in garbage time. Listen, he's a guy you could probably start still, but just hold your horses here. He's he's not, you know, he's not a league winner. I don't like to just throw that term around that much, but uh, you know, he he is a guy you're going to want to have on your roster, of course, and and check out throughout the rest of the season. Obviously, Hill, Waddle, Tua, the fastest team literally of all time, and. Of course, Tom. Robbie Chosen scores the touchdown last week. Robbie, <laughs> formerly known as Robbie Anderson, scores it. To, uh, it was it's so funny, like Jets fans, because the touchdown was from Mike White. <laughs> ah. So it's Mike White to Robbie Anderson or Robbie Chosen for a touchdown. Things that Jets fans didn't get to see too much. I love. Of, I love that enough in, of. <laughs> I love that in your notes here. You literally wrote WTF question mark after that. <laughs> Because I wanted to make sure I brought up Robbie Chosen because I had no idea that he even changed his name. I was like, what the hell is Chosen? And then I saw him. I was like, yep, okay, that's Robbie Anderson. And then fun, Jason Sanders, 10 for 10 on extra points. Didn't even need a field goal. What a day, what a day for this team. They're scary. Their defense even looks better. Are they Super Bowl contenders? I don't know yet. Oh, they are. But uh, they, they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. And Tom, See, this might be a layup or maybe not. Season ended right now. Is two of the MVP? Is he the one? Yeah, for sure. Who it's else got, would be? It's got to be. Three, three and O teams. Hertz is playing good, but not great. Purdy's playing good, but not great. Two is playing great. Yeah, it's easy enough. Quarterback got to be him. All right. Got two guys left. This one's unfortunate. Uh, Mike Williams, a season-ending torn ACL. Um, it's unfortunate, and and Tom, you could talk about this. I don't know if we're ever going to see him back to you know prime Big Mike again. But what do you have to say about Mike Williams? Well, it's going to be interesting because when we think about these ACL injuries and the ability for a player to be ready for week one next year, but also just their overall outlook for the rest of their career. There's a number of things that we look at one being age. He's 28 will be 29 next year. It's not really in his favor at this no. point. The uh, time from surgery, not the injury, but surgery to week one of next year. Uh, I have not seen that he's had surgery yet, but hopefully it's coming in the next few days. If he gets it done this week or next week, the timeline is very much in his favor. He'll have like a whole 11 months to get ready. That's totally doable. The number of tissues involved at this time, I am only seeing reports on the ACL being torn. Sometimes they don't tell us like with JK Dobbins, we had no idea that he had the LCL, the hamstring and the meniscus also until camp the next year. So 
We'll keep an eye out for reports there. But at this time, the fact that it appears to only be an ACL, that's good. And then how much of a freak of an athlete is this player? He's pretty darn good. I mean, he makes some remarkable athletic moves um, on the field. So I don't think it's out of the question for him to be very, very relevant in this league again. Will we see the same Mike Williams making these insane leaping catches 50 yards down the field? I don't know. I think the age is particularly the one that makes me a little bit cautious there. Um, I know 28, 29 is not that old, but in the healing recover from a major surgery world, it, it kind of is once you get past 25. Um, so in dynasty, I would not be looking to trade for him. I wouldn't mind trading him away. Redraft, obviously you're cutting him. Um, and then next year, you know, he certainly could be productive again, but this is also a team that just drafted a first round receiver, um, and has Josh Palmer, who's an okay player, a young player on the rise. So it'll be interesting to see how invested they continue to be in Mike Williams in the future. It's extremely thoughtful and, and well said. And we, of course, wish the best to anybody that has a major injury like this, especially Big Mike. And maybe he will come back again. But you talk about a freak athlete, man. This guy could win jump balls, those 50-50 balls. He was special to watch. And they are going to miss him. But, of course, like anything, they do have to move forward. Obviously, they have Keenan Allen, who right now <laughs> – is looking unbelievable. Another guy, Tom, 18 catches for 215 last week. That's pretty 20, good. 20 targets, just like Devontae had 20. Now, it, I'm impressed with 18 catches. I'm, I'm more impressed that he caught 18 out of 20. And he threw a touchdown, Tom. Yeah, he, he threw did. one to Mike Williams. Are you kidding he me? He did. It's crazy. And I'm trying to figure out for myself, because I invested heavily. We talked last week about Quentin, you know, into Quentin Johnston. But I also picked up Joshua Palmer. I'm just trying to figure out, not really in the short term, but what would you say long-term-wise, who would you prefer rest of season in, in redraft, Joshua Palmer or Quentin Johnston? Long-term, I think it's Johnston. I mean, he's just got more of that big play in him. I think he fits the Mike Williams role better. Uh, short-term, though, I would say Josh Palmer because he's got more of a rapport with Herbert. He's been there a few years. And Palmer's produced in short bouts before. I mean, sure. he's he's not going to go and get you 30 points, but he's good for 14, 15, 16 points. So I've I've targeted both of them in numerous leagues, um, and I think I ended up getting Palmer in a few. I wasn't able to get Johnston, but uh, I'm, I'm, I have no hesitation of starting Palmer this week. I think he's the guy for this week. I totally agree with that. And Palmer's not going to be a guy that tilts your fantasy matchup. Like you said, he's not going to put up 25, 30, but he's a guy you can safely put in. I think I think he'll be a consistent producer in real life and in fantasy football. But last week, just to give you guys a little bit of statistics and numbers, Herbert, I mean, the statistics were, were insane this week. Justin Herbert, 40 for 47, 405 yards. And just out of that, Josh Palmer, four catches. Okay, fine. 66 yards, pretty good. And a touchdown off seven targets. So I think that's pretty encouraging in the short term. Not encouraging is Johnson, who, again, you urge us to be patient on Tom, and I'm going to keep doing that. But only two catches on tenure for 10 yards, uh, three targets. And then Palmer just snapped-wise. Palmer played 40 snaps, which is pretty significant, and Johnson only played 16. So I think it just shows us maybe Johnson's not ready yet. I think they're going to have to force him into a bigger role here. Uh, again, with the draft capital, he's incredibly talented. I really liked him coming in. Still some inconsistencies in college. But, Tom, he's got the height, the weight. He's fast. Uh, he can separate. He's got a great wingspan, awesome catch radius there. I mean, he's not going to be – I don't want people out there to mistake Johnston for the Mike Williams player, the contested catches, the – Again, the 50-50 balls, that's not really his game, uh, but he is raw. He's going to be able to get the separation, and the yards after after the catch for him are going to be really good too. So again, Tom, I think I agree with you, Palmer, in the short term, but I'm definitely holding on to Quentin Johnson the rest of the season to see how that pans out. And last guy, Tom, a guy that everybody's been holding on to is Christian Watson. Hamstring hasn't played a snap yet, right? What do we got for him? He says he's playing this week. Um, he has been limited in practice. I'm continuing to be very cautious. If he does play, I think it's a trap. 
high re-injury risk for that hamstring. He's remember he's already injured this hamstring before last season or maybe the season before. And he's a speed receiver. So like we talked about earlier with Aaron Jones, the hamstring gets stressed the most at top end speed, like receivers like Watson get to on a regular basis. So if he's still, if he's not a hundred percent, which if he's only limited in practice this week, he's not a hundred percent. He's probably not going to have his top, top end speed, but he's still going to push for it, which could easily lead to a re-injury. Um, and we also see a decline of 11, fa- 11% fantasy points in, in the first game back for receivers, as well as a 16% decline in their snap rate. I'm not starting him anywhere, um, but continue to hold him. Really great player. I just want to see him get through a week or two before I put him in my lineup. Bench him this week. Be patient. Watch how he does. Act accordingly. There's plenty of guys. I agree with you fully on this. I'm benching him. There's no way. There's plenty of guys that would play over him, including probably his teammate. Romeo Dobbs has been fine. Jaden Reed, maybe. You know, that's a risk. But I think there's no bigger risk than playing Christian Watson in his first game back. All right, Tom, that does it for our injuries. And Tom, of course, will be monitoring other players. And and that was, those were very, very helpful updates. And we'll see how things pan out. On to, Tom, our sleeper picks. And as always, guys, we are thrilled to be sponsoring with Sleeper. Sleeper.com, everybody, slash promo, slash fit. They will match your $100. And if you've been telling me, your money might be stacking up right now. Tom, you know, we're a little up and down with Tom's picks. But the Larris picks last week, we got to talk about that guy. Hit. Rock star. We got to have him back next week, man. He we was should. Three out of four, I believe. But, Tom, I'll go first this week. So, guys. Listen, I'm not 3-0 in my big fantasy league, but I'm 3-0 here making these sleeper picks. Week one, baby, Keenan Allen over 67 and a half yards, had 76. Week two, Rashad White over 56 and a half, had 73. Last week, Tony Pollard over 74 and a half yards, had a buck 22. Tom, I've been all yardage on my picks, but I'm going to pull one out of your book and hope I succeed in it. I'm going with an anytime touchdown score for this week. Anytime touchdown score this week. Bijan Robinson. And it sounds like that would be minus money, minus 150. And maybe it sounds like a trap, but it's even money. So you bet a hundred bucks on it, you're gonna win a hundred bucks on this, right? Let me talk you into this here. Bijan Robinson, listen, no question. Arthur Smith's play call has been questionable the last couple of years. Right? I make fun of him all the time for his play call and his lack of using his studs. Last week, guys, Falcons coming off a bad loss, 20-6 to to the Lions. Their offense last week, the Falcons, totaled a putrid 183 total yards. That's awful. Now the Falcons are 2-1. and one. They travel to London. They take on the Jags, who, by the way, the Jags have let up the 23rd most points in the NFL. We're in a spot where Arthur Smith and the Falcons need offensive production. They need a bounce back in the worst way possible. Enter my boy, Bijan Robinson, the absolute all-world prospect, man. Hasn't even come close to reaching his potential yet. Still currently, even though he hasn't even done great, still the RB9 through three weeks. Bijan so far, Tom, has zero rushing touchdowns. He has one receiving touchdown. He's due to get in the end zone. He could break a long one at any point. He could take a screen to the house. He's an absolute elite goal back. And last thing here is I just want to talk about snap percentages, Okay. Tyler Algier, fine. Capable running back, decent in the NFL. Week one, bear with me here. Week one, Bijan, 63% of the snaps. Algier, 56% of the snaps, about 50-50. Yeah, they play a lot together. Week two, you got Bijan, 72% of the snaps. Algier, 44% of the snaps. Big difference. Big difference. Week three, last week, Bijan, 81% of the snaps. Algier, only 30% of the snaps. It's going to continue to tilt more towards Bijan. The Falcons are going to learn and know that they have that special talent in him. He's going to get in the end zone this week. I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets in multiple times in front of our little international audience on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. But I like it, Tom. and You guys should like it, too. Go go to sleeper.com. Put that promo code in, guys. Put it all on it. I got you. I'm going for now. What do you I got? I like that one. I like that one a lot. Um, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go with the yardage one because this one is just too obvious that it's going to happen. Uh-oh. James Cook, over 18 and a half receiving yards. Do you know who he's playing this week? The Bills play somebody good. It's a good one. Who are they playing? I forget. Miami. There you you go. Do you know what that means? 
That I don't means, know if it means 70 to 20, Tom, but it means a lot of points. That means points and offense and high scoring and throwing the ball at the end of the game. So Cook is averaging 4.3 targets, 3.3 catches, and 22.3 yards per game. Miami is 20th in pass defense. And like we just said, this is going to be a shootout. He could get that in one catch, literally one catch. He could get 19-yard catch, boom, done. Uh, I don't see a world where this does not hit. I like that. Haven't looked at it yet. Tom, I think the hardest thing about this is that sleepers actually really good at, and I'm not just saying that, but a lot of these things don't get released until like three hours before we go record because it's Wednesday. They're still trying to pan through the injuries and stuff. So I'm like, sometimes I'm looking there just waiting for things to pop up. Bijan is what popped out at me, but I like that James Cook one as well. All right, Tom, our last little part here. You know what it's time for, right? Cue that music, man. Cue that vampire music. Tom, do you even know what happened this week? Again, I don't really tell you till the show. Give you a quick reminder. And, and after this, I won't remind you about the league. But again, it's a league. I, I encourage you guys to try it with your friends. It's a 12-team league. One of those 12 people is randomly chosen as the vampire. Just happened to be me this year. I'm not allowed. I cannot draft a team. So I watch them draft their teams. I make my entire team based off waivers, off players not drafted. If I lose that week and, and all the matchups, I get to pick up anybody I want off the waivers. I get priority, the first pickup. If I win, I get to steal a player from the team that I beat. So, Tom, we lost week one. Week two, we won. We stole Chris Olave. We did it again last week, Tom. Heck yeah. We got the win, 111 to wow. 102. I had Tua put up 28. You mentioned Zach Moss before. He gave me 21. Olave, 14. Moody, the kicker, baby, 12. The Pats defense gave me 10. Tom, I stole, drum roll, Jamar Chase, baby. Here oh, we go. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Let's go. So let's see. Let's see. So this week I'm projected 109 and my opponent 102. So it's a huge if. But if I win this week, I have potential to take Patrick Mahomes or Justin Jefferson. The vampire's cooking, baby. Let's go. Wow. What's your <laughs> roster right now? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I know I have two as my quarterback. It's Zach Moss at running back. Kyron Williams is one of my other running backs. My phone's not loading. But my wide receivers are Chris Olave, now Jamar Chase. Puka Nakua is nice to have. I have Nico Collins. And then I just mix and match defenses every week. And I have Moody as my kicker. Tight end, I'm I'm not good at right now. I'm uh, at Higby and then Cole Komet. I'm just kind of scrapping through waivers. But if I get Jefferson and I have Jefferson and Chase and Olave, that's dangerous <laughs> dangerous i know then i gotta go for a quarterback and tight end eventually but big if we'll see how things go you've got to he's cooking right now you don't need a quarterback you're right you're right maybe a tight end that'll be my next pick but it's been fun time we'll see how it goes you should you should absolutely try a vampire league that sounds fun that sounds like a lot of fun i wanted to quit when i was picking my team i was picking up the absolute scraps and then <laughs> once things start to get into motion it feels good all right that about does it, guys. So we're grateful to have you guys here. As always, we genuinely, from our hearts, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your company, your support. Outstanding work, as always, by Tom. We are the Fantasy Injury Team. Good luck this week, and we will see you guys next time.